Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of December 17, 2017. It's the holiday season, and we here at Sound Prince wish you a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and a wonderful holiday wherever you are. We hope you've done all your holiday shopping, but just in case you've missed someone on your list, here's an idea. Make a mix, put it in a jar, attach preparation instructions, put the jar in a festive gift bag, and voila, you've got a great homemade gift. Even better, you'll probably have enough ingredients to make two gifts at the same time. Here's an example. This is a recipe from the book Gift Mixes. It's a gooseberry patch book that's available on Bookshare. There are many other gooseberry patch books on Bookshare as well, and all the recipes in them are easy, simple, great ideas for cooking all year round. This recipe is called Chewy Bars in a Jar. Here's the ingredients. One half cup peanut butter chips, one half cup chopped pecans, one cup brown sugar packed and divided, two cups biscuit baking mix divided like Bisquick. Layer ingredients in a one quart wide mouth canning jar in the following order. Peanut butter chips in the bottom, pecans next, one half cup brown sugar is the next layer, one cup biscuit mix, and finally the remaining brown sugar and the remaining biscuit mix. Pack tightly between each layer so that all the ingredients will fit in the jar. Additional peanut butter chips may be added at the top if there's extra room. Secure the lid and attach the instructions. Here are the instructions that you'll want to braille or print out and attach to the jar. Empty the ingredients from the jar in a large mixing bowl. Add one half cup melted butter, one egg, and one teaspoon vanilla extract. Stir to blend. Grease an eight inch square baking dish and press the mix into the dish. Bake at 350 degrees for 18 to 20 minutes or until golden. This makes 18 bars. Technology is wonderful sometimes. In the past, many airlines showed movies on their longer flights. Passengers all saw the same movie and listened via headsets. Now, many airplanes have touch screens on the back of the seats in front of each passenger. You can choose your movie using the screen to communicate with the flight attendant, etc. All is well and good, except that the screens don't talk. An article on page 2 details how one company is working diligently to make the in-flight experience accessible to people who are blind and visually impaired. A few weeks ago, we demoed a new app from Microsoft called Seeing AI. It reads short text, documents, product barcodes, etc., while it didn't work perfectly when it came out, it was a step in the right direction. 
There are now new updates to the app. Microsoft is now including experimental channels in the app that will read handwriting, tell colors, identify money, and more. Read the article on page 2. The Christmas with the Council party on December 2 here in Louisville included the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana, Tri-State Library Users, Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision, KCB Next Generation, and the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind. The dogs were in charge of the music. GLCB provided the home-cooked meal. The KCC LV Elf greeted people as they gathered for the party. Next Generation led us in a game, and the Tri-State Library users provided the story. All the fun concluded with a visit from Santa and Mrs. Claus. It was great fun. A huge thanks to everyone who helped make the party a success, and thanks to all 72 people who came and had fun. Listen to some clips from the party on page 3, including the reading of The Night Before Christmas by special guest and retired talking book narrator Mitzi Friedlander. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, KCB's Owensboro Chapter, and the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind in Covington also had Christmas parties this past week. Rick Boggess from Savvy and Jerry Slusher from NKCB share news from their parties with us on page 4. And on page 5 is the Sound Prince calendar and a very Merry Christmas to everyone. Page 2. This article was posted by Tony Stevens on the ACB Leadership List on December 14, 2016. It is entitled, Expanding Equal Access in the Skies. In 2016, the Department of Transportation convened representatives from the airline industry and disability rights community to participate in structured negotiations around the Air Carrier Access Act a law that predated the ADA by four years, establishing similar rights to access for passengers with disabilities in the skies. ACB played an integral role in the negotiations, tasked with finding compromise between advocates and industry across a wide range of accessibility concerns. One of the issues accessed... <clears throat> One of the issues addressed was to develop guidelines for accessible in-flight entertainment systems. Touchscreens on the backs of seats were becoming more common and increasingly difficult for passengers who were blind to access in-flight movies or communicate with the flight crew. At the same time, audio-described movies have been on the rise, but not previously available to commercial airline passengers. The job of finding a solution to the issue was given to a work group of industry stakeholders under the direction of the Airline Passenger Experience Association, APEX. Over the course of 10 months, ACB met weekly with technical experts from APEX, representatives from the airline industry, and WGBH's National Center on Accessible Media. Together, we worked to develop a pathway forward for accessible in-flight entertainment and communication systems. 
The group submitted its recommendations in November to the Department of Transportation, which will help guide the Department on drafting proposed regulations. Throughout this time, international airlines were beginning to work on their own systems. Air Canada was one of the first to produce an accessible in-flight experience, followed by Japan's ANA Airlines and Virgin Australia. Most recently was Virgin Atlantic, who has become the first domestic U.S. airline to provide accessible in-flight entertainment systems. We wanted to share with you the below article, which highlights the work Blue Box and Virgin Atlantic have done to provide passengers who are blind and visually impaired with access equal to that of other passengers. ACB is excited by Virgin Atlantic's determination to make in-flight entertainment accessible for all passengers. Having played a leading role during the 2016 negotiations and the subsequent technical working group, ACB looks forward to further expansion of accessible in-flight media and communications across the industry. Warmest regards, Tony Stevens, Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, American Council of the Blind. How to make in-flight entertainment accessible for visually impaired passengers. This article is from apex.aero. Apex Insight, David Brown, Business Development Director, Blue Box Aviation Systems, takes us behind the scenes of the creation of AIFE for Virgin Atlantic. From forming a user group to finding the right partner airline. The Apex How-To series features experts in fields ranging from product design and operations to sales and marketing who offer guidance and tips on topics that influence the airline passenger experience. In this installment, David Brown, Business Development Director, Blue Box Aviation Systems, shares tips on making in-flight entertainment, IFE, accessible for passengers with sight loss. Brown was part of the team, made up of representatives from Blue Box Aviation Systems, Virgin Atlantic, and the Guide Dogs for the Blind Association that developed an accessible IFE platform, AIFE, for the airline's visually impaired passengers. The platform launched on December 1, making Virgin Atlantic the first global airline to offer accessible IFE to passengers with sight loss across its entire fleet. Because AIFE uses the Blue Box AI solution, which is a portable platform, it expedites the fleet-wide delivery of accessible IFE to airlines and presents an alternative to upgrading existing systems. What is the key to designing accessible IFE for visually impaired passengers? Involve target users of the solution, people with actual visual impairments. Be sure to address a range of impairments, such as sensitivity to brightness, ability to distinguish high contrast elements on screen, ability to use if text and video size is large enough, ultra high zoom level, and total sight loss where audio description is the only solution. We quickly realized that we had to build 
multiple methods of access into the GUI to make it useful for the maximum number of different types of visual impairments. Quote, involve target users of the solution, people with actual visual impairments, end quote. Be sure to address a range of impairments. Ensure some members of the user group are familiar with the accessibility features of the technology. They were very helpful in guiding us in what is useful and what elements can be omitted. But remember, not everyone is familiar with the touchscreen technology or what is typically included in an IFE platform, especially in this community where the move to touchscreens made IFE less accessible than it had been previously. Some members of our user group were totally new to tablets, home buttons, and swiping left were foreign concepts to them. So we had to go back to the basics of tablet and touchscreen use before even approaching how to navigate IFE content menus. Consistency of GUI features, simplicity in design, and ease of use are critical. Keep things like the information button in the same place on each page so the user knows where to tap to go back to the instructions should they need a reminder. Where did your team start? We started with our Blue Box AI solution. As it's a portable platform, we knew we had the potential to offer something that could expedite the fleet-wide delivery of accessible IFE to airlines facing the challenges of upgrading mixed fleets with different types and vintages of IFE systems. With fair and equal access to the same IFE content being one of the key issues behind the drive for accessible IFE, we knew that the provision of early window content, EWC, would add to the challenge. As Blue Box AI is Hollywood approved for EWC, we just needed to redesign the GUI and then passengers with sight loss could access the same IFE content as the person next to them. Our user group member, Paul Smith, makes this point well in the video below. He's excited to know that when he flies with his children on Virgin Atlantic, he can enjoy the same Hollywood blockbuster comedy as them and laugh along with them. What kind of research was done to prepare? Asking for input from the intended user group was critical. It was an iterative process with face-to-face -face sessions where the group could experience and provide input on different versions of the platform. Bluebox is a member of Apex's Accessibility Working Group. So we were already aware of legislation and what's happening across the industry with respect to accessibility, but we also looked at accessible travel market trends and the issues airlines have faced by not offering IFE for visually impaired passengers. It was clear there is a need from both passengers and airlines and an opportunity for us to deliver a solution. Though we knew iPads are the market-leading tablet for people with visual impairment, we had to research Apple iOS accessibility functionality, how to leverage the 
substantial built-in accessibility features and further enhance the devices for IFE-specific requirements. For example, we already do GUI translations for Bluebox AI, so understanding the extent of the iOS capabilities for different languages meant we could develop the AIFE platform to meet different market requirements. For example, the voiceover feature supports 30 languages, so we're able to AIFE as a solution for airlines across many different regional markets. Can you identify any sources of inspiration? Our initial inspiration was a presentation by Air Canada and what they were doing with their IFE GUI for visually impaired passengers. Designing an accessible GUI is well within our skill set. And realizing that doing so on a portable solution could actually help airlines achieve fleet-wide accessible IFE faster inspired us to get our development team working on a mock-up based on our Hollywood-approved Blue Box AI platform. We knew we'd need an airline sponsor, so we asked Virgin Atlantic if they'd be interested in collaborating. As a long-standing customer, we were aware of their commitment to accessibility and their relationship with the charity Guide Dogs helped us get introductions to a group of users willing to provide their input on the project. Quote, it's inspiring for us to know we could play a role in bringing equality and independence to their passenger experience. But our user group was the real inspiration for us more broadly. They taught us so much about their experiences as people using tablet technology and as passengers experiencing airlines' special assistance support and why this project was so important to them. Independence, personal control, equality. It's inspiring for us to know we could play a role in bringing equality and independence to their passenger experience, not just in-flight entertainment. What was the most critical stage in the process? Establishing a user group made up of people with actual visual impairments was a critical stage in the process. Absolutely the most critical stage was establishing a user group to get user input into the development. That said, this is a new solution for the commercial aviation market, so we couldn't ignore the fact that from our perspective as solution providers, our stakeholders are airlines as well as users, both with different types of needs. So this had to be a three-way development project, with us as the developers, our user group providing critical design input, and of course our airline partner with whom we worked to address the content, logistical, and crew training elements involved. What were the main challenges faced by your team? Not letting our personal experience with IFE systems and touchscreen technology unconsciously bias our design assumptions. Having our user group kept that in check. Any other important information, guidance, or tips? Though we've developed a powerful solution for delivering accessible IFE for passengers with sight loss, we know technology alone won't solve the problem entirely. 
Bluebox, A-I-F-E, is a platform that has to be filled with content, and that's where we and our airline customers have to look outward to the studios and other content providers. Though the availability of subtitle tracks and closed captions is extensive, the same can't be said for audio-described content. We hope that those who create and distribute content will continue to expand the titles available with AD and geared toward the interests of this community so that airlines can offer an even richer content set for passengers with visual impairments. We know it's out there to an extent. In fact, at Apex Expo, one content provider got in touch with details of their content designed, produced, and aimed at people with sight loss. There's so much more to be done. As an industry working together, we can do it. The following article was posted by Kelly Gask on the ACB leadership list on December 14. It is entitled, Microsoft's Seeing AI App for the Blind Now Reads Handwriting. Note, we reviewed Seeing AI on SoundPrints a few weeks back, and it reads a lot of items. It reads uh, small text, it reads documents, and it will also identify faces and people. This article is about the latest update to Seeing AI. Artificial intelligence took center stage at Microsoft's AI Summit in San Francisco on Wednesday. Aside from announcing AI smarts for a range of software, from Bing to Office 365, the tech titan is also ramping up its Seeing AI app for iOS, which uses computer vision to audibly help blind and visually impaired people see the world around them. According to Microsoft, it's nabbed 100,000 downloads since its launch in the U.S. earlier this year, which convinced the tech titan to bring it to 35 countries in total, including the EU. It's also getting a bunch of new features. The app now boasts more currency recognition, adding British pounds, U.S. dollars, Canadian dollars, and euros to its tally. Going beyond the color in a scene, it also spots the color of specific objects like clothes. Plus, it's no longer restricted to just short printed text, with handwriting recognition now part of its skill set. You can also customize the voice that it uses to speak its observations out loud and set how fast it talks. Finally, a musical light detector alerts you to the light in an environment with an audible tone. Microsoft claims the tool will save users from having to touch a hot bulb or LED battery to check if it's on. Despite the big update, there's still no word on an Android launch. APH's Nearby Explorer is a full-featured GPS app for iOS and Android devices that empowers users to travel with confidence. It uses GPS and your phone's compass to speak real-time information about your surroundings, including millions of points of interest in the U.S. and Canada. 
Nearby Explorer is available on Google Play and on the App Store. Send to Braille is a free tool for creating a Braille file quickly in Windows. It adds a shortcut to your Send to Folder menu. Once installed, simply point to a file, right-click, select Send to, select Braille, to create a quick Braille file instantly. Download Send to Braille from the American Printing House for the Blind at tech.aph.org LT. Page three. Can I have your attention? Yes. All right, listen up or you may miss something fun. Okay, we're going to begin checking in people, but before you jump out of your chair and start to run this way, I want to tell you what we have here at the table where you're going to be checking in. First of all, we have some bargain table items. And if you go all the way down the table to the wall and start coming back toward the end where, toward the front end of the table, you'll find all the bargain table items. Lots of Christmas items and a few other items besides. Then we also have items that are ACB items and um, they uh, they are GLCB is um, getting a receiving a percentage of the sale of those items. We have the peel to save discount cards and the new discount digital discount passes, um, and we also have all four kinds of pecans. See what I tell you, Deanna. Deanna and I are going to have a bet on how many bags of pecans you're going to eat before dinner. So, <laughs> so um, you'll find all of those things. Sister Agnes is here to help us at the table, and Deanna's going to. She's in charge of taking your money. She'll help you leave with a lot less green than you came with. And of course, we can take credit cards, and um, and then later on. I think Next Generation is going to be selling chances on a super snowman wreath. And uh, is Michelle here yet? Yep, I saw her earlier. Michelle here? Okay, and I think she's going to have candy bars also for GDUKI. But we are not taking money for either of those fundraisers. Okay, Amanda will be selling, I guess, the Next Generation uh, tickets when she gets here. And Michelle will be selling the candy bars. So if you'd like to come up. Now there's one other thing that you need to know. We have an elf at, with us. And our elf is all dressed up. It's a very elf-looking elf. And the elf is going to be welcoming you and can help you get up here to the bargain table. And the elf is going to have some other duties during the evening as well. So we are very glad to have our elf. It's the first time we've ever had an elf at the party. So with that, um, the fun can begin. We're hoping to eat about 5.30, maybe quarter to 6. You know how that goes. We'll eat when the food appears in front of us, won't we? 
some of the ACB things we have are shirts. We have jackets for you to look at. We have tote bags. We have our um, SD card holder. We have uh, different kinds of cables. And we also have uh, the Kentucky shirts from the 2012 convention in some sizes. And we also have credit card cases in all colors. So just we'll show you those kinds of things. Oh, and I also have a sample of the Bluetooth headset for you to see. Hello, everyone. Um, hello. Can I have your attention a second, please? Um, we're about ready to get started handing out um, the food. Um, wanted to uh, welcome everybody to the... Um, um, wanted to welcome everybody to the um, Christmas party uh, 2017. Hope everybody has a um, um, great holiday. And now I'm going to turn this over to Deanna, and she's going to um, say the blessing. This is a great time of the year. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to to gather here today and to have fun and fellowship and memory make memories. Father, we just thank you and praise you and love you. And now we ask that you bless each one here and that you bless the food and that you help us remember the reason for the season, Father, and that you just help us to serve you as you came to serve us. For it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Here's Patty with the menu. We have ham, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, corn rolls, and gingerbread for dessert. Now, what I'd like to do is, um, Deb Lewis, do you have a mic up there? I've got one. And Merry Christmas, everybody. We have a special guest with us this evening, thanks to the library users. And this person has read us over 2,000 books. And it is Mitzi Freelander, and she is here and will be reading for us. And I, I'll let her tell you what she's going to read. And we're just really happy to have her. Um, we're, we're glad you came, Mitzi. You must be quiet. Yes. No because, because this will be my very meaningful to you all. <laughs> I think this might be something that you haven't heard for a while. And it is the original. See, I'm still sniffing because I cried because I was so happy to be here. Okay. I mean, happy to be here. You know, some people cry because they're happy. I think there's a song called that. Okay. The name of this is A Visit from St. Nicholas. It was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring not even a mouse the stockings were hung by the chimney with care and hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there the children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads and I in my kerchief and Paul in his cap 
had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn, <laughs> out that, there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. I always thought that was interesting to see. <laughs> threw up the sash. Okay. That's not in there. Okay. <laughs> the moon on the breast of a new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer with a little old driver so lively and quick I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now, Dasher, now, Dancer, now, Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the courses they flew with a sleigh full of toys. And St. Nicholas, too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his claws were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung in his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight on his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in, in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the dawn of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Thank you.
Page four. Rick Magus is president of the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, our chapter in Owensboro. And they've had a pretty good holiday season. They've had a party and been doing many other things, having a fundraiser and all kinds of stuff. So welcome, Rick. Tell us about what's going on Christmas time in Owensboro. Well, good afternoon from Owensboro. Um, we had our Christmas party on Tuesday the uh, 12th, we had uh, 25 people, 13 members, and 12 guests there, and we had uh, lots of food. Uh, the local uh, Human Relations Commission provided us with meat and uh, ham and chicken, and interestingly, we had, uh, as I say, we, we waddled away from our uh, party, I think, because actually... Uh, we weren't certain of our numbers, but we thought we'd had 30 to 40. And when when they called us and told us they'd ordered the meat, they said we they have ordered uh, ham and a hundred pieces of fried chicken. Goodness! And so <laughs> and so uh, so we had plenty to eat, and I think we all left stuffed and uh, had lots of good uh, had uh, you know beans and corn and and potatoes and hot rolls and nice desserts. Uh, we had several members provide desserts. Uh, the uh, a local te uh, technology company provided the drinks. And as I say, we obviously had more than our, uh, more meat than we could ever eat. And so at the end of the day, uh, we were fortunate to be able then to share that with others as we... Uh, donated some of the meat to a local uh, crossroads uh, shelter for women and a local nursing home that was having a party that one of our members' wives was going to be doing the next day. Wow. And so not only did we enjoy the food, but we allowed several other people to enjoy that as well. Right. Uh, we, 
we played a, a game. We, of course, we brought dirty Santa gifts, and we gave those out, stood in a circle, and shared a story that every time, a Christmas-related story, and every time the word right was used in the story, we had to pass our gifts right, and every time the word left was used, we had to pass our gifts left, and we had lots of laughter and confusion, and <laughs> the person uh, we ended up with, whoever, you know, uh, the gift we ended up with at the end of the story was our gift. So it started and out so, with everybody in the circle having a gift, and then they got passed right and left. You got right and left, right. Mm-hmm. Many, 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 many confusing times. You know, <laughs> Rick, so, I was thinking that it would have really been fun if you'd played it where when it said right it had to go left and when it said left it had to go right can you just you have imagine got to be kidding we had enough confusion <laughs> doing the real thing so, <laughs> that might be a variation but i don't know we no, had i just made that up just, you know, <laughs> right but i'm just saying well it might be an interesting thing to try though sometime yes <laughs> but 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 we but we had a lot of laughter and lots of fun um uh, lots of sharing mm-hmm. um we uh, elected our secretary and treasurer for the next two years, uh, Betty oh. Bogus, my wife, and Bill Roberts were reelected to those res- uh, positions, respectively. Reelected, okay. and and so we, but we had a lot of a lot of fun. We had several first timers. Uh, I think three, mm-hmm. three or good. three. I think first timers at this meeting. Visitors. Always good for first timers. <clears throat> so. So we had, a, you know, a lot of fun, and I think everybody left ha- left very happy and very full, and, um, and and so it was a lot of fun. Rick, did you elect uh, uh, any all... other officers or directors, or were the secretary Not and treasurer? Not this time. Really... It's the secretary and treasurer okay. this year. Okay. Our other officers officers are elected next year. Oh, all right. So, all right. But we had, to, but as I say, it was a lot of fun. Uh, our social committee. Uh, did a, a really nice, uh, nice job, and uh, so it was just a lot of fun. And uh, where we've also been selling uh, Peel to Save cards, which has been very a big, successful fundraiser for us in past years, and we're winding that down. And uh, uh, we've had one new lifetime KCB KCB lifetime member join in the past month, and we had another gentlemen uh, join and i think we may have one or two other based on the at least what we were what we were told at the meeting the other night we had one or two other of uh, the first timers say they plan to join us in january join That's great. In, in terms great. of paying their memberships so, you'll do a great job so recruiting we've been, down there <laughs> we, yeah. we've been we've been uh, quite busy um that's good we uh good. Doing a lot of planning for next year, and may introduce a few new things next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. uh, those are very preliminary yet, but but uh, I think we will do a few additional a few additional activities right. next year. Rick, say, if so. if somebody wants to get in contact with y'all and find out more, you all meet the second Tuesday of every month at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church. And right. if if people would like to find out more about Savvy and how they can become part of this really fun, vibrant group, um, how can they do that? They can call us at 270-684-4418. Okay. Uh, they can also send us email at Owensboro, 
uh, let me see, Owensboro at Kentucky-ACB.org. And, of course, they're always welcome to look on our on the KCB webpage. Uh, our Owensboro link is there. Mm-hmm. Or visit our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash owensboro.savvy, S-A-V-I. All right. So. Okay. Well, um, we are wishing everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year on this Sound sure. Prince because this show is going to run for two weeks. And uh, we'll have a new show on, the, on New Year's Eve. So um, we certainly wish a Merry Christmas to everybody in Owensboro and look forward to a, a great 2018 with more good things coming from the Owensboro area. Merry Christmas from Owensboro. Now I'm speaking with Jerry Slusher. Jerry's from the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind. She's the... KCB's second vice president, and she's also the secretary of NKCB. So welcome to Sound Prince, Jerry. Oh, thank you very much for asking me to be on the show. Jerry, we're kind of just doing a little um, moving around the state here to visit with the chapters and check in with them and see what they've been doing to celebrate Christmas. So tell us about what Northern Kentucky's been doing this month. Well, we had a Christmas party on Saturday. We had pizza for our little party and our uh, had some wonderful, luscious chocolate chip cookies that one of the members brought over, named Kelly, uh, brought over for us. And uh, that they were very good. We had a visit from Dirty Santa. Oh. Yeah. Dirty Santa was like he always was, dirty. <laughs> Yeah, we had fun with that. And Is there a lot of stealing of gifts going on? <laughs> yes, stealing of gifts, yes, yeah. Yes. And uh, that's what we did. We had about eight people, eight members show up. And mm-hmm. Kind of small, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. So sounds, that's what we did. And uh, sounds hopefully good. next year we'll have some more uh, people show up and mm-hmm. a better turnout. But we still had fun. And you have had a pretty good year. You've you've had a couple of new members join. And, That's right, uh, we did. Yeah, you just and had a new member join. Convention. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think rumor has it that a few more people were wanting to join from Cincinnati. So That's great. That's yes, great. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. And you all have got a fundraiser going on? Yes, we have. Every year we try to sell Peel to Save cards. And last year and this year we sold Peel to Save cards and the credit card holder cases. Mm -hmm. And this year we had a new item. It was a $20 gift card that you have to download the app and use it either on the Android or an iPhone. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately that hasn't been a big seller, but we sold one. So one sale is better than none. Yes, but you've done real well with your Peel to Save cards. That's the Peel to Save cards. We have sold uh, 15. We had... 15 Cincinnati, Ohio, Peel to Save. We sold all those. Mm-hmm. And we sold 10, I mean, five of the Kentucky, Northern mm-hmm. Kentucky cards. And you're still selling them. And we're still selling. We have mm-hmm. one more week to complete everything right. until Thursday the 21st, which will be our last day of work. So um, hopefully, you know, we will be able to sell all of them by mm-hmm. then. That's really good. Jerry, for your... For the the chapter meets at the second 
Is it the second Thursday of the month? That's right. By we conference meet by call? conference call mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. on the second 30, Thursday of each month. So. Mm-hmm. so people can call in. If they want to know more about the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind live in the area or know someone who lives in the area and would like to know more about NKCB yes. and how they can get involved, how can they contact you? They can contact me at, at uh, 859 which is my home number, but we also have uh, a line for somebody to leave a message that is interested in NKCB. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's very good. All right. Well, we certainly wish everybody in the Northern Kentucky area a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And same to the everybody in Louisville. Well, we and we're looking forward to a great year with from from NKCB next year. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, thank you again. Page 5, The Sound Prince Calendar. January 2, 2018. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold a conference call at 8 p.m. on the conference line at 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. This will be a membership meeting as well as a time to ask questions and get tips on living with low vision. On January 4, the American Council of Blind Lions will have its monthly conference call at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the conference line at 712-432-3900, intercode 796096. This is an opportunity for blind lions to share ideas and ways to be involved in their local clubs. On January 5, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its first roundabout of the new year. 3.30 to 5 p.m. will be individual help with iPhones, Braille, family trees, and more. 5 to 6 will be general discussion time and tip sheet. 6 to 7 will be dinner, $5 per person, and games and crafts from 7 to 10. Sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On January 7, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will have its monthly committee meetings as follows. Advocacy will meet at 7 p.m. and Education, Activities, and Technology will meet at 8 p.m. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. January 9, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418. January 10 is the KCBPR Membership Committee. That call is at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. On the conference line at 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. January 11 is the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision Support Group Meeting in Louisville from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at the United Crescent Hill Ministries on State Street. This is a great activity for those who have begun experiencing vision loss or who have had vision loss for several years. For more information and to sign up, call 502-895-4598.
Also on January 11, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its monthly conference call meeting at 7 p.m. The number is 605-475-4700 and the code is 155619. For more information about Northern Kentucky Council, call Jerry Slusher at 859-781-7369. January 12 is a GLCB roundabout. This time, it's a bingo week. Education and technology from 3.30 to 5. The tip sheet and discussion time from 5 to 6. Dinner, 6 to 7, $5 per person. And bingo, crafts and games from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On January 13, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Board will have its monthly conference call meeting at 11 a.m. The phone number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. January 14, KCB Next Generation will hold its conference call meeting at 8 p.m. This is an open meeting for all members 40 and under. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. Also on January 14 is the next meeting of ACB Families at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the conference line at 712-432-3900, enter code 796096. For program details, subscribe to the Families List at Families dash subscribe at acblists.org or watch for announcements on the KCB News List. You can subscribe by sending an email to kcbnews-subscribe at kentucky-acb.org. On January 15, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Board will meet at 7.30 p.m. by phone. Call 605 Four seven five six zero zero six and enter code two nine four 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 four. January nineteen is a GLCB roundabout. Education and technology from three thirty to five. Discussion time from five to six. Dinner six to seven. Games and crafts from seven to ten. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call five zero two eight nine five four five nine eight for details. January 20 is National Braille Month, celebrating Louis Braille and La Procede. From 1 to 3 p.m., for Louis Braille's 209th birthday, APH is joining with students at the Kentucky School for the Blind to tell the story of tactile books for the blind at the American Printing House for the Blind, 1839 Frankfurt Avenue. Free for all ages, registration is required. Call the museum at 502-899-2213. On January 21st, the KSB alumni will have its board meeting at 8 p.m. by conference call 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On January 22, the Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will have its monthly membership meeting at 7 p.m. on the conference line at 605 605- Four seven five six zero zero six. Enter code two nine four 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 four. 
January 24, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its peer support group meeting in Lexington from noon to 2 p.m. It will be held at the BCB office, 1093 South Broadway, in Lexington. RSVP by calling 859-259-1834. January 25 will be another Low Vision Support Group meeting in Louisville from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries, sponsored by the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision. For more information, call KCB at 502 Eight nine five four five nine eight. On January twenty sixth will be another GLCB roundabout education and technology from three thirty to five, discussion from five to five thirty, page turners five thirty to six, followed by a meeting of the tri-state library users, dinner from six to seven, and games and crafts from seven until ten. Call five zero two eight nine five four five nine eight to sign up. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.